It is time for another episode of Earth Day 94, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast where we love to live right by the edge of our seat because it is time to rib it and rip it. The catchphrase everyone is saying that they never realized they truly needed in their life. Do we deserve it? That's another question for another episode. But this episode is going to be talking about episode eight of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, the penultimate episode as we approach the finale of the series, which it's hard to believe that's already here. If it's your first time ever listening to the podcast, glad you're here. Welcome to our little uh, side of the multiverse. Make sure you check out the show notes for stuff to see our old socials. We got a cool Halloween stuff going on our merch store. And also you want to check out our guests who I'm about to introduce right now. Joining us for the first time on Earth 894 at a, one of the best times to really talk about some She-Hulk and some great content going on. It's the two hosts from the Nerd Dose podcast, Zach and Kyle. How's it going, guys? Introduce yourselves. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. I can't believe another collab in the books. Hey. <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun, right? Oh, I was going to say, I think it's so funny because I feel like we've been talking for months on end, and this is, it does, does not feel like our first collaboration with how long we've known each other. Right. Nor is it our first time <laughs> trying to attempt to record an episode together. I don't know exactly. <laughs> little, uh, well, that was a little off air nonsense. For those who don't know, I like to talk. And fortunately, Zach and Kyle found that out when we were trying to record. And then I realized we talked for an hour about podcasting. Um, the very, very nerdy hot topic stuff. You know, it's just like, talk about that kind of stuff at the dinner table. Ooh, everyone's going to want to listen. But very awesome. attractive, very attractive. Exactly. But you know what is attractive? Uh, let's just learn about Nerdos podcast before we get into like the awesome discussion, go on tangents and all that stuff. Uh, just right away, introduce your podcast. I'll let you take this away, Kyle. All right. So, uh, yeah, Zach and I, we are two pharmacy students over in the Midwest. We are pretty much big nerds about anything Marvel related, any blockbuster movies. Uh, for me, I love anime or anything just nerd related stuff. We just pretty much do any discussions on anything that's coming out recently, any movie news and stuff in between. We just love talking about it just to give us some nice relief before we go back to hit the books. Nice. Well said. Yeah, definitely. Definitely gives us a, uh, like a break between studying. I would agree with Kyle on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, some tea on our how our podcast started. Ooh, spill it. We actually <laughs> had a couple. <laughs> we actually had a couple other classmates in our class who started up a podcast, and I think it was only specifically going to be pharmacy related. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much gave us the big boot in the butt. So like Kyle and I were always <laughs> talking about doing a podcast and that was it they were like oh no now we got competition let's give it a shot <laughs> nice and we originally started off kind of trying to do both movie and pharmacy but then realized it's a very niche niche audience mm-hmm. um so to be make it more casual we have definitely leaned more towards the media side mm-hmm. nice nice yeah that's cool and what would you say is probably like uh the top two things you guys really like to talk about on your podcast. You mentioned Marvel, you mentioned anime, which is pretty cool too. Curious to know what your favorite mm-hmm. anime is. But what is like the top two that if someone tunes in, they're probably going to hear about? Uh, probably anything Marvel related, anything that's coming out recently. We do a bunch of Marvel discussion regardless. Um, new movies coming out and all that. And maybe our next one. Oh, it's kind of a mix between like blockbuster movies and maybe Star Wars. I don't know. What do you think, Zach? I think it's a Kind of the same yeah. along the lines of that. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty spot on. Definitely like a lot of blockbusters, which we're coming to the end. 
but they come into um to the end of the year and Marvel related. Like Kyle and I were like pretty much like an unofficial Marvel podcast. Right. <laughs> it's like mostly Marvel and then mo- and then half of like TV and movies. Nice. Yeah, it's uh it is kind of fun to talk to people who kind of cover all spectrums of the fandom, right? You got Star mm-hmm. Wars, you got anime, you got even just movies that are in theater, right? That are part of pop mm-hmm. culture. I don't mm-hmm. know if we are trying to keep up with everything going on with Marvel all the time. Like makes our our little earth revolve around and go crazy and just spins on its axis endlessly. So props to you guys for covering everything, which is also fun. So mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, break the nuance sometimes to talk about some other stuff. Um, I would love to talk Andor with you guys, which you kind of have <laughs> a little bit offline, but um, I'll save that in for just a minute. But what we like to do here on Earth 894, before we go into our main discussion and sometimes our news, depending on what's going on, we like to do a little segment sang by our favorite co-host of Earth 894, who unfortunately just is uh, unavailable for tonight's episode. So let's hear his voice kicking off our favorite segment. MCU for you. And that's Louie. And I love and miss Louie. Aw, <laughs> adorable. So this is MCU for you. This is where we like to just talk about anything that's been marvelous since we last spoke. Did you buy a comic book? Did you pre-order the newest Funko Pop at New York City Comic Con? Or did you watch She-Hulk Episode 8? We hope you did, because that's what we're going to be talking about. But if you didn't, well, spoilers be warned. So let's kick it <laughs> off uh, to you, Kyle. What has been MCU for you? Uh, I guess the biggest MCU thing that I've been geeking out about is a little bit about me, actually, is I'm an actually a, cos- a little bit of a cosplayer back in my undergrad oh, years. Oh, nice. And... I am actually going to this anime convention in um, in Detroit in a couple weeks at the end of um, end of Halloween, and I just bought my costume, and I'm going to be cosplaying as Mark Grayson from Invincible. Um, whole weird spandex outfit and all, but yeah, it's that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing I've done so far. I'm super excited about it, and also gives me an opportunity to promote our podcast over there. So hopefully, that's going to be a future goal in the works. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what your cop like, like how the cosplay turns out and everything. Yeah, it's it, I just bought it a couple days ago from like a cosplay website. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been doing cosplay for like here and there for like a while. It's been like kind of off now since I'm so busy with school. Um, one of the biggest ones I actually done was Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Oh, I sick. had like the yeah, I had like the actual gauntlets and all that from his costume. That I got someone commissioned for and yeah, spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> and <laughs> sadly, now it just sits in my parents' basement collecting dust. But need to bring them out one day just to um, show that I spent this money. And it looks, it's really amazing and how it looks. So nice. I got to bring that out someday. <laughs> nice, man. That's awesome to hear. Sounds uh, very exciting. Ex- and, yeah. I'm excited to see some videos of nerds just geeking out. I know. We saw a ton with New York Comic Con this past weekend. And one of the videos that Kyle sent me was, it was like Conchu and Moon Knight just dancing. Oh my God, that video was amazing. <laughs> and that was actually Marvel that, that shared just, it too. I know, yeah, exactly. That was the best part. I was, I was like, oh no surprised. way. I had to do like a triple Yeah, they were down that. for it. Oh my gosh. If I would have saw that in person, I would be on the floor like freaking out. It was just, it was just looked such like a fun time. It was mm-hmm. so yeah. funny. Yeah, these conventions get insane. Like, I've been going to these conventions for, like, a couple years now. I've been starting going since 2017. And they get intense, especially during the light time. Like, 
you know, there's, you'll just see like, like you mentioned, like Khonshu and all that, like just dancing it out. I remember one time seeing freaking Tanjiro and Miles Morales breaking down in a dance floor, like, facing <laughs> off with each other. That's nice. still a thing I can never get out of my head. And then <laughs> another one was seeing the one of the dinosaurs from like Jurassic Park versus Reptar from Rugrats and like those big inf- <laughs> and those big like inflatable like costumes yeah. and just seeing them battle it out in DDR like oh I, DDR oh <laughs> yeah just hilarious. seeing them it was amazing and that was the first time I went to that convention and like that made me want to continue going to these so excited nice. for what this um, convention is going to bring up too nice man that's exciting um what was it uh one of the best conventions I ever went to was Star Wars Celebration when they had it in Chicago mm. for like five days in 2019. Oh, you went to that? That was amazing. Yeah, it was like the moment Dang. I saw that it was in my neck of the woods, I immediately bought a five-day pass. And I did, I did it, you know, Han style. I was alone primarily. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I walked a total of 35 miles over those five days. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Because like, wow. it was at the McCormick Place, which is I think the second largest uh, convention center in the globe. So it's, and it, and it shows. I mean, I'm pretty sure it has like its own little like train stop inside the actual convention center. Oh, um, wow. but it was it was an incredible experience. When you talk about costumes and stuff, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the running of Will Rowe Hood at Star Wars Celebration. Mm. If you know uh, Will no, Rowe Hood, know. he's that guy in Empire Strikes Back who's carrying the ice cream maker. They usually see like memed out and stuff. Mm-hmm. He has like two seconds oh. of screen time. Yeah. Okay, I think I've seen it. It's a tradition at uh, check it out on YouTube. But it's a tradition where people dress up. And they call it the running of the will, uh, like Wilbur Hoods or whatever. And you'll see legit like 200, 300 people just running in the costume with ice cream maker, <laughs> with the mustache and everything. Just you're kidding. Gigantic line. It is incredible. And sometimes you'll actually see like Star awesome. Wars actors and uh, people involved with like Lucasfilm actually in the line too and running around. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, if you can ever go to a I Star Wars celebration, I recommend it. Yeah, I think I think my friend went to that same one, and I think he met at the same time. I believe it was Fallen uh, Fallen Order was coming out. Yeah, they had the panel there. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, and they had the actor. What's his? Who played Cameron Cal? Monaghan. Just walk. Yeah, he was just walking around taking pictures with people. <laughs> nice. It was wild. Uh, my uh, one of my one friends who was actually there at a booth for his charity. Um, he was close to where like the autograph section was at, and also where they had like the main stage for the live stream and everything where they have stars come up and everything. Uh, the backstage of that was right by his booth. So he just like was there the whole time. I'm meanwhile, I'm like literally walking around like crazy. Um, he's like, Oh, look who I ran into. And he got a random selfie, totally free of charge too. just, uh, wow. what's his face. I always forget his name. Uh, he was the one guy from scrubs. Cause he did a voice for one of the resistance characters in that resistance animated series. I always forget his name. Uh, mm, I, I can only think of like Zach Braff. It's not Zach Braff. It's his best friend. But yeah, he just grabbed a random selfie with him. And then John Boyega walked right past too and took a bunch of selfies. And I'm like, <gasps> but it was cool. Damn. I was uh, coming back to the Marvel side of this. Uh, I had just finished standing in the merch line for two and a half hours. And it was right. It was the day that they uh, premiered the Rise of Skywalker trailer. And wow. that's when they started bringing out the main cast one by one for interviews on that stage. And I remember as soon as I heard like, please welcome Kathleen Kennedy and whatever, whatever. I was like, oh God, I need to check out ASAP. And I just sprinted over. And then I was, <laughs> I was, I was good, like 150 feet away from Oscar Isaac and some other cast members what? too. I got the photos to prove it. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. 
Little did I know it's Moon Knight right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it was it was a star set of like just gushing nerdum and just one of the best feelings ever. And highly recommend if you could ever go to something like that, do it. It's worth it. We need one from Marvel. We just really need like our own. Uh, what was it called in Miss Marvel? Um, all day venture con. Yeah, we need that. I've heard rumblings, <laughs> but I don't know because it's literally just Comic Con, except you know, well, uh, Marvel focused. <laughs> yeah. Well, after that, uh, Zach, what is an MCU for you, my man? <laughs> um. Well, we I think both Kyle and I caught Werewolf by Night this past weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a blast with it. Was very surprised. Um, felt very fresh, new. Loved the homage to classic horror. Appreciated the black and white and. Uh, it gives me hope for more specials kind of moving forward with the MCU. I know we got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I believe is timed in roughly around 50 minutes as well. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm looking forward to see these characters some more. I thought Elsa Bloodstone was awesome. Um, Jack was great too. And, you know, I was really hoping they were going to bring them back to where they were like in today's time because I'm, Tough as sure the Bloodstone gave you like eternal life. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, but, but also what's his yeah. face was dying, so or dead. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so, it, like prolongs your life I or would, something. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to see him in the upcoming Blade movie, but we all know that got really canceled. Oh yeah. That pause. A big pause. That's very <laughs> surprising. Yeah. I think it's funny how Marvel news works. Like they're announce a whole lineup and then two months later they're changed that entire lineup. Honestly, it's like the Deadpool, you know, like literally the Deadpool game where who drops first, who gets delayed first, who gets canceled, all that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised, honestly, because I mean, you have a very ambitious slate that you just revealed. I mean, no way any, not even Marvel, no studio is going to be able to commit to that large of a just content drop over the next, what, three and a half, four years and have yeah. everything come out 100% mm-hmm. as promised? No way. Plus, you never know what literally might happen in the world. I mean, we're still, needless <laughs> yeah, to say, we know so. it's how that affects. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Or we might be getting secret wars thing- like next year if that would never happened, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the biggest ambition was having two Avengers movies drop in the same year. I thought that was, that was yeah. like too good to be true and now, of course, it got pushed back. Mm-hmm. But, We'll see what happens. Fantastic Four has been pushed back like 10 times at this point. It was supposed to be the last movie for Phase 4. If you think about it, Phase 4 has literally just been kind of a year. But it's two years worth of content, but it started in 21, and now it's going to end at the end of 2022, which feels like, wait a minute. It feels so much longer. I feel like we've been in Phase 4 since like 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I just thought about that. Yeah, because WandaVision kicked <laughs> it off, right? Yeah, pretty so. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what the start of 2021. Yeah. Mm. That is wild to think about, especially when you look at like the other phases who are like four or five years long. <laughs> it's just yeah. and definitely an interesting phase. I'm sure you guys have seen it too. It's like once they uh at San Diego Comic Con they drop like this is when Secret Wars comes out and all that fun date mm-hmm. stuff. People are like I was seven years old when the first Iron Man came out. I'm going to be 25 when I'm like, shut oh up. I don't know how old you guys are. You don't have to share your age. But Louie and I God. are literally 
like four and three days apart, hence the eight, nine, four uh, title. Um, so oh. he and I, yeah, yeah, we we're both August of 94. So um, we were in seventh grade. I think we we're 14 when Iron Man came out. Because um, mm-hmm. I remember my electronics class, freshman year of high school, when the teacher didn't want to teach. Shout out Mr. Cognetti. Um, you're like, <laughs> here, let's watch Iron Man. Because it was like a year old. It was Ooh. like 2009. He's like, let's watch Iron Man. There's electronics in his suit. Learn it. <laughs> Not a single student would say, no, we were glued. No matter if it was a troublemaker, you were watching Iron Man. Little did we know. Um, but we're going to be like, that. we're going to be 31. If, well, actually, it might be 32 now. I don't know. I haven't looked at the exact date. But we're going to be like between 31 and 32 when Secret Wars comes out, which is insane to think. Like literally in our 30s. And I, now I finally understand how people who grew up on the original uh, trilogy in Star Wars, like were there in 77 as a little kid, mm-hmm. how they feel now, like 47 years later or whatever. Now I'm starting to feel it and I get it. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird how it just time, you know, what is it? No, it's, it's very interesting because Cal and I were both born in 96. So we're not too far off from yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but I was like 12 years old when Iron Man came out, rented it from the family videos. Mm-hmm. It's that is man. now deceased. No more family videos. <laughs> Yeah, watched Incredible Hulk first before I watched Iron Man. Um, didn't truly appreciate how great Iron Man was until I got older. But like, it's just you know, each Marvel movie or MCU project released, you know, like at a certain time, it just clicks with me mm-hmm. altogether. You know, I graduated high school when the same year Age of Ultron came out, mm-hmm. and Avengers: Infinity War. I can remember distinctly what time of college I was. It's just, it's so funny how it works like that. Yeah, it's a a good time, man. Dang, I'm trying to remember, like, reflect on my time. Like, yeah, Iron Man when I was like, geez, it came 2008, probably like middle school or beginning of high school, I think. They'd be counting wrong. But yeah, that's, I understand now because it kind of makes sense also, like, even like when you watch shows as a kid, like, you know, Spongebob or like for me watching like all the old school animes like Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z and stuff and like still seeing it up to this day. And it's like still stuff that I've grown to love as a kid and now grown up to still love it as an adult. Like regardless, we're going to still love the shit that we grew up with. It's like it's our safe space. If that kind of makes sense. Totally, mm-hmm. totally relate. I mean, every time I'm just kind of like in a mood where I just want to feel good. I just restart mm-hmm. The MCU right at the beginning. I go to phase God. one, which is my favorite phase. And it's not like I try and like do a complete really? watch. Just yeah, this because it's like the simplicity of it. It it was it was advanced and it really was like groundbreaking because how it sets up like 2012 Avengers film is like one of my top five MCU in my like whole movie ranking. Mm-hmm. I love oh. that movie so much because it's like you did something that people thought was gonna be like impossible. You finally brought like a small, like what, four and a half movie kind of tied up together story and people are like oh my god mm-hmm. and then you know that walks so then in game can literally sprint to the finish line and beyond <laughs> so it's like just going back to that and i love shield i'm a huge agents of shield fan and like yeah I, I really wish yes. we had more shield involvement you know, yeah oh my god i but, geek out over agents of shield so good yeah, zach's a big fan of shield oh, i yeah. still haven't watched yeah. it which i know i should oh, i'm always preaching to people like you gotta watch it i know some people are like it's slow or like i fell off like first season stick with it because there's a like three quarters way through that season shit just good it's real and it's so good back when mm. it was still like all connected 
like fight you would say mm. but yeah, yeah yeah i think seasons one through like five is top two and then the last two kind of fell off a little bit unfortunately yeah there's a that second to last season i'm not a big fan of but the last season i've only watched it once but me and my girlfriend we were just bawling halfway through oh my god oh yeah yeah oh, yeah i made a good. tweet i made a tweet about it and i showed kyle this i think today did i yeah, show you, you showed it today yeah oh my god it is like i grew up with this show i've developed my best friend relationships like i will forever miss this show it's just been such a big part of my life because i literally went from beginning of high school to like graduating college and like being with my girlfriend for like five years all mm-hmm. in that like time span it's just, yeah again, wild. it's just wild dang <laughs> and i need to go rewatch that show that's another thing i'll <laughs> when i want to i'll just go back to season one have a great time and just kind of go take along for the ride you know good time it's it's funny that you compare that, that you mentioned that Avengers is also is like your favorite, like top five of Dan's MCU. I, I would agree with you on that one, too. I just think it's so brilliant. Nice mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just what they did. And it just doesn't compare to what an Avengers movie is like now. Not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just, you know, it's just a core group of six people. And now there's just so many characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it's it, when it's done well, it's amazing. But when it's when it. You know, our worry is how is it going to maintain this peak? Um, but yeah, I think I think there's a really good time in phase three where they just pumped out like four movies that have been like B for B great. I think it was like Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, like all really, really great films. And mm-hmm. that like and then that led right into Infinity War. And that just felt really peak MCU for me. Yeah, phase three was a wild ride. That was intense, yeah, yeah, with how that goes. And then, like, you know, it, comparing it from, like, Avengers back in 2012 to, like, Infinity War, like, 2012 Avengers, that was, like, the peak of its time. Like, that was, like, one of the best, like, movie collapse that anyone would have thought of. Like, this was nothing that no one have really com- thought about doing, really. And then they had to redo it again, obviously, for Infinity War, and it just, they had to top that. So it makes a lot of sense that they have to do all of it, so... I'm curious, hopefully, that they're going to keep tight tearing it up and peak. we're going to get higher peaks with like Secret Wars and all that. So I'm excited. This will be interesting. Back when you had to be the first in line to get the seat that you wanted in theater. Yeah. <laughs> versus like reserve seats. I remember waiting an hour and a half. The first ones in line for that Avengers showing on like a Sunday afternoon wow. or Saturday afternoon. I, I committed. And then, then they just switched to reserved and saved so much time. <laughs> you know honestly stress. i don't, I can't remember i'm pretty sure because like louis was uh, a big part of like why i got into the mcu i of course saw iron man and i think iron man 2 in theaters i never saw incredible hulk until this year when it went on hbo max whoa oh, wow I, i'm not the biggest fan of hulk like mm. that movie was okay and it definitely fits with phase one like tone and everything so it cements itself in like sauce by my heart am i itching to go watch all the time no um same with x-men i'm not the biggest x-men fan I just don't know why. Just never been able to get into Fox X Men, um, mm-hmm. so I'm really nervous and curious to see how they're finally going to be handled and show up in the MCU. Definitely. Do you yeah. like Days of Futures Past? That one, I was like the first one. I'm like, oh, this is actually good, and I hadn't really even watched yeah. the ones beforehand. Um, I need to rewatch that movie at some point soon. So I it did is a little X Men. Very good recently. film. Yeah. yeah. 
and then Apocalypse. Everyone loves it, right? Ooh. Right? 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 <laughs> I, I kind of cringe. Dark like Phoenix. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. Mm. Oh, my God. I, uh, I have AMC A-list. And so my like years ago, my one job I was doing allowed me to pretty much have a lot, some like free time in the weekdays. So I would go to like to movies all the time by myself. And it was my happy place. Um, I never seen Dark Phoenix. And I was like, this was a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> it was just so bad and there's a the whole scene like i don't really care if i'm saying spoilers i guess um when uh gene eh. and magneto are doing this like helicopter force battle yeah. and it's just so silly because they're literally just like straining and a real like like you could just imagine being on set where they're literally just going like because <laughs> they're literally pretending to like draw and like strain and it's like just so funny watching michael fassbender literally look like he's about to like have a hernia trying to push out a fart or something. <laughs> not shard himself. It, 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 it's just you like, go, I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. And like, you go to such a, yeah, you go to such a big spectacle of apocalypse. Not saying apocalypse was bad, but it was definitely like world ending to like Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. And they used the same director as The Last Stand, the same exact director. And he wrote it. Like, he got oh, a one in a million so chance bad. to oh redo his failed attempt and still and it was worse it yeah it was worse than the last stand jesus yeah it's i don't know and that's why I like some studios i don't trust that's why i'm really nervous about sony most of the time Oof. i don't know if you guys have been following like the whole madam web movie oh that makes no effing sense i went on a long rant i won't go on again um but like i just saw another still of like uh a couple of the, the actors and everything and just like just makes no sense. It looks like all they're doing is just running around New York and just wearing. Yeah, I think I saw clothes. that. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck is? I don't What's know. What's going on? <laughs> I want to know why this is even newsworthy. Like, why? Why is Madam Web on a level to the MCU for newsworthy wise? Because I keep seeing set pieces. You know, the castings was a big controversy. You know, and now we're seeing videos of the re- filming. Like, why this stupid movie that fans are really gonna hate, but then. You know, the big, not so big Spider-Man fans are going to be like, hey, it's like not, not a bad movie mm-hmm. or whatever, unless it's really bad, like Morbius. Um, but it's just, I don't know why people are sh- shining so much light onto this crap. Because people will watch anything with Spider-Man adjacent. <laughs> oh, my God. That's honestly true. Right? Spider-Man. That's true. And they're hoping it can make a can or some shit like that. But yeah, for your casual people. True. They won't. They don't care. They'll probably never even know this yeah. movie exists. Like mm-hmm. the people who went to see Morbius, probably weren't like, "Oh, this looks like a cool flick to take the family to." No, <laughs> it was terrible. And the after credit scene. Remember when they? Yeah. Oh my God, the vulture. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Remember when they tried or they brought back Morbius into the theaters because of some trolls on Reddit, and it did. So- Made seventy thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I remember. And if you ask me, that's still too generous. <laughs> oh my god, they couldn't even break half a million or even a hundred thousand. Um, I think that is the funniest thing ever because they released it like over another two thousand, three thousand movie theaters, and still that bad. Yeah, Sony. Uh, what are you doing, guys? Just please stop. I'm still kind of shitty. And now it's on. About the whole like No Way Home more fun edition. I was gonna go get see it and I'm like, you know what? I'm not giving him my money for this because I saw the leaked oh. <laughs> like confirmation of Guilty. like extra scenes. I didn't see it. Yo, you saw it? Yeah. Zach yeah. and I watch it together. <laughs> so I think was it worth it? 
So they expanded a scene between the three Spider-Man. You know how they're mm-hmm. riffrafting on the scaffolding. They yeah. they included a few more lines and bits that I thought had us like really busting out laughing. I think one one moment what was it? Andrew Garfield asked Toby Maguire's like, "Can I see the holes of your, like, your holes shooters? <laughs> yeah, can I see your holes?" That's and that uh, that right there like made the whole thing. But like everything with the the school scenes and stuff. It was, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mad. That was like crazy. It was the first time we saw since December too, so it was like just like like a, a fun way to kind of relive the experience for the last time in theaters. That's fair. Without all the screaming, also <laughs> we had a screaming baby yeah. in our in Ooh. our like two seats away. Oh no! And I, and I was like, Louis, I'm sorry, but you're a dad. You're sitting next to this kid. <laughs> he had better patience. Do you pick certain movie times? Oh yeah. So I also am terrible because I have FOMO. So my goal is always to see a new movie, especially Marvel or Star Wars, that it's going to, like, I'm worried about spoilers. I will see it at the earliest possible showing that's realistic, that, which is usually about 7 p.m. on Thursdays, like the fan preview nights, yeah. what they call them. But now that yeah. by me, they started turning those even earlier and offering 1 o'clock and 4 p.m. on Thursday. No way possible. Yeah, I've heard of those, yeah. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Like, I've told the Endgame story sometimes, but, like, I got tickets, and then I mm. had to swap my tickets three times leading up to the like hours before the show because I was trying to get my nephew to go with me, but he was like, Oh, I have to work, but I don't know. And I'm, so we ended up seeing it at 10 o'clock and you know, the movie's three hours long. Right. And so yeah. our theater oh, yeah. was at the end of the hallway. And as soon as he and I got in the hallway, the first 7 PM screening in the IMAX theater was breaking. <sighs> so there's about 280 oh. people literally about to flood here. And he and I oh, are going to play the worst game spoilers. of Marvel Frogger in our goddamn lives. Oh, we brought God. earbuds. And let if you watch How I Met Your Mother and you know like the, the sensory deprivator 5,000 oh, head yeah, makes. Blinds. I was like, <laughs> I love like bud, hold on. And we just ran. <laughs> we covered our ears, our eyes. We, we made sure we did not Look go down. to the bathroom for at least 25 minutes because you don't mm-hmm. want to walk around and hear some little 10-year-old kid be like, Oh my God, Iron Man dies. Like, you know, <laughs> shit like that. I'll sucker punch but, that But oh kid. my God, it was like literally a testament. And I was like, my heart was racing. Um, so that's why I try and see everything early. And also like, I always want to see it in Dolby because I just love the, like, the experience. Ooh. First movie I saw in Dolby that's was nice. Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Or no, not No Way Home. Uh, the uh, Homecoming, 20 Homes. And I remember Ooh. just being in that movie like, oh my God, Spider-Man. He's my favorite. But I'm also like, holy shit, this theater is incredible. Because it's like, yeah, so good. Never seen Dolby. Go I'm jealous. I love I'm Dolby. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I figured the Thursdays at like 7, 8, 8, 8 p.m. are like the best too. Because those are the fans, you know? Those are the people who are the exactly. most respectful. Exactly, yes. You know, I went on a Friday night to go see Multiverse of Madness. It wasn't Thursday. <laughs> and no one clapped for the Reed Richards review. Because no one knew about it. You know, because it was just the casual fans going. Whereas I'm sure if I went Thursday, I like the APM showing, people would have lost their shit because those are the fans that knew about the casting. Oh, yeah. They knew about the news. Oh, man. Last thing I'll say before we actually go into the She-Hulk of it all. Um, <laughs> breaking forth walls here. I uh, The reason why I even go for those like fan nights is because when I saw Force Awakens, it was... Uh, I forgot if I told you guys, but... Basically, I waited seven and a half hours in line in middle of winter because of that showing was at a really big theater in where I went to school in Indiana, but it was still a traditional theater, so it didn't have reserved mm-hmm. seating. 
And oh, so, old school way. yeah, and I was going to make sure I got in line because a finals ended that day. So it was a perfect treat. Nice. Uh, my junior mm-hmm. year. But I got enough seats to fill an entire row. So I was like, OK, me and a couple other people volunteered. I was going to go regardless. And we waited in line. Um, and it was an outdoor mall. So it literally went from we were in the front, like 15 ish people. It went with the line stretched literally to the opposite end of the mall which is at least Whoa. like three quarters of a mile. And so, oh and it got filled. I got on the news. It was great. Um, GameStop was in the mall. Uh, so they were like bringing like Battlefront out and letting people play as they waited. Some guys brought oh, that's cool. like all the movies on DVD and were watching. There's kids playing lights. It was great. Bible First was there. Oh. Literally one of the best moments of my life. Um, but that energy in that theater, holy shit, changed my life as a theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's why like I'm yeah. always chasing after that high like a junkie. Um, to get that feeling again. And that was perfectly like what happened for us in No Way Home. It was a little bit later, um, but Pax Theater, we had to even go even like in the third row to the front because it was such a hassle. I stayed up to like three in the morning trying to get tickets. Um, hope you guys got what kind of forever tickets, by the way, because I almost forgot. Um, but I will never forget, as soon as the portal happens where uh, we see Andrew, but he's mm-hmm. like still like hasn't taken the mask off. Everyone knew it was going to happen, right? But there's this one guy on the opposite side of the theater who we just hear it like, do it, do it. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, he gets up. And then he, like, starts something where, like, he's like, come on, do it, come on, run, come on. And then people were like, yeah, come on. And just, like, started this huge uproar where people were, like, like, yelling, like, yes, get over here, motherfucker. Come Come on, do it. And then he jumps in, finally confirms it. People lose their fucking mind. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. takes off the, the mask and... Honestly, I think people were more ecstatic for Andrew than they were Toby. Because once you got him, you knew Toby oh, they was were. coming. You knew it was going to happen. Andrew, holy shit, I still think he like, steals that movie. And that is why I will campaign till the, like, the day I die or I'll learn how to do it myself to prove a point. You sell your Blu-rays, you sell your 4K DVDs. What you need to do instead of a director's commentary and other stuff, you need to add a fan commentary or, or fan edit. Oh, so record yeah. all those like how people react in Endgame. If you want to get that awesome experience again at home that you'll never get unless you're in public, take recordings of the best stuff when people are reacting and splice them in into the final mix. So when you're watching at home and you really just want to get excited, imagine hearing like literally a theater reaction because you've, you've already seen the movie, right? So you're watching it mm-hmm. for the experience. Throw in the fan edit and I will 100% buy every goddamn 4K they release. Mm-hmm. I want them to that do it sense. so bad. Yeah. It's still yeah, smart, yeah. right? No, I heard you mentioned this before on a, one of your other podcast episodes, and I was like, "This is absolutely genius. it's it's like, a no brainer. It is a no brainer. Yeah. Like it, it makes too much sense. Imagine throwing that on like your home theater. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so good. Ooh, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> I'm hoping one day, one day, someone just needs to do it, and then be like, "Oh God, this is brilliant." Um, Market right. <laughs> Alrighty, so I think it's a good transition point here to actually talk about our subject matter expert, which is going to be Jen Walters. There's a lot of stuff that happened in this episode, and I don't really know where to begin other than just kind of uh, kicking it off at the beginning. I always like to get an idea from when we have guests on the show. Where are you at with this? Do, have you been enjoying She-Hulk? Are you a little receptive? Or I mean, we're at the point finally where we're just waiting on the final episode so we kind of understand like what the show has been like and have better judgment mm-hmm. call, right? So just kind of get your uh, a feeler out there. How have you guys uh, received the show so far? 
So in my area, like in my head, I thought it was going pretty good in the first like couple episodes. You know, we kind of got an idea who Jennifer Walters was regardless. You know, I learned about her, how she was in the comics, how she kind of interacts with those celebrities, has like that fourth wall breaks and all that. So I was kind of happy with how that was going through. It was, in my opinion, I thought it was really funny seeing Megan Thee Stallion making that um, cameo and then seeing her twerk with She-Hulk twerk with um, Megan Thee Stallion. I actually really love that scene. Fight me if you don't. I do not give a crap. Um, <laughs> but then after that, like, I think that that episode was what, episode three or four, I think, from, from that one. Yeah. And then after those, like, the next couple episodes kind of fell off, sadly. Like, they were all, like, minor like storylines and all that, or nothing really major was really occurring. Like, okay, cool. We got one episode where they go, where Jen Walters goes to abominations, like little happy space or whatever. Like that was kind of like picking up a little bit because at least we got abomination coming back. Um, I guess another good thing was that whole long appearance was a really cool as well. And then that whole introduction to Madison, which I also loved, but it's just been like a weird up and down roller coaster with this with this show. So right now, after watching episode eight with, you know, spoiler, you know, Daredevil making an appearance. I felt like that has been coming up now. So I'm pretty having I'm having high expectations with what the final episode is going to be and hoping that it'll work out in the end. Well said, man. Yeah, you know, and we are definitely uh, we are stands for the twerking. No complaints yes. here. Oh yeah. No complaints yeah. here. And it's an after credit scene. Get the fuck over it. Yeah, exactly. 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 How about you, Zach? I've what's your take? I've probably more on the fence than Kyle is. Um, I think Jen Walters is a great character, and I'd love to see her grow. Um, I just I feel like she does better more as a supporting character than she does having her own show. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because the episodes I enjoyed the most. We're the ones with Bruce Banner or Daredevil in it. And it sucks to say something like that. But she just, uh, besides interacting with superheroes, who does she like really interact with? Nikki, I feel like Nikki's fine, but she's just there for five minutes out of every episode. I just, like Kyle said, it's just been a roller coaster. I think they're doing a really good job with what they wanted to do. I think the comedic moments have been landing. It's just the story that is really fell flat for me. I really don't like the day-to-day lawyer cases, or at least the ones they have mm-hmm. chosen. Like Mr. Immortal or the that as Guardian Elf, like I don't know. This is I just rolled my eyes to. I felt there was very lackluster and I uh, just very different. I was hoping like Abomination was gonna last more than just one episode. Um yeah, I've, I really actually I really enjoyed the episode where she did go to that retreat because you had that big growth character growth moment she had mm-hmm. within that That's circle. And, and I was like, "Whoa!" like this is really taking me back. Um, I don't know the whole thing with what Titania. I don't know. It's just it just kind of makes me roll my eyes back and kind of realize I don't think I'm ever going to rewatch this show. Mm-hmm. Um but I do find a lot of highs, just mostly more lows. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, you touched on some really good points there too to kind of like reiterate. I think the show did a very good job, and I mean this in a weird way, of kind of stifling expectations. 
Because, okay, Abomination's in this. Whoa. We feel like he's going to be the main thing, like the through line of this whole series. Titania? Yeah. Okay, that's the big villain of the whole. Like, a lot of stuff has kind of been like, uh, uh, no. Like, big upsets mm-hmm. in a sense of just like, you know, it's not what you think. Literally. So, it's kind of interesting that, like, I don't know if you guys saw the little TV spot ad wherever they showed, like, a couple days ago. So, basically, it already showed two big spoilers right away for what's going to happen in the final episode. I'm not going to say anything oh. here because I don't want to spoil it just in case. Um, but it's, I like, and this has been like my concern and kind of criticism with a lot of the MCU shows on Disney Plus is that I really feel like they just rushed the finales and just try and jam pack everything in there. And I don't understand why. Because it's not like you're actually fighting for making sure your stuff is going to be released on time because you're on a TV network. Like it's a streaming series. Granted, you have to put stuff out. But we're not going to get another show until we don't even have an exact date, early 2023. And that's going to be what if season two. The live action mm-hmm. stuff, Secret Invasion, is just mm-hmm. titled Spring. And with the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if something gets moved back a little bit. So it's like, why rush, right? Um, spread it out a little bit or condense if you need to. So you don't do nine episodes. But I don't think the show would have had very good legs at all if it was a six episode series versus the nine. So it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Because, oh, sorry. Because uh, when Disney Plus shows first came out, you know, we're all super excited. We're like, yes, they're finally fleshing out characters. They're going to give us that character development. And I'd say after Loki, it's felt more filler and the same type of character development as these characters would have gotten in a movie, even though they have more time. Yeah. And I, you know, it's kind of funny you bring up Loki too, because my girlfriend, uh, so I got her like in a crash course to see all the MCU. I got her into it, but like I made her watch Infinity War after watching a, here's everything that happened beforehand in a 20 minute video because I was like, you just need to catch up. We don't have time. We only saw like Iron Man one, half a two and she saw Guardians. So whatever. Um, but like she hasn't been like as interested to watch the MCU shows other than just seeing the movies. And she's only seen probably about half the movies that have come out in phase four. So it's like for that crowd who's casual, like they're not itching. They're not, you're not really making them want to go see stuff. However, I've heard some people have uh, like a significant other who just like doesn't care about it at all, but has watched She-Hulk with them and like absolutely adores it because it is really more like a rom-com and it's like, if you don't really, if you're not expecting and constantly speculating like, okay, something big, something big or all connected, right? And you're just going with zero expectations. You're probably just gonna be like, hey, that was a good time. It was funny. There were some relatable moments and it just happened to have superheroes, right? So I think that's mm-hmm. how it works well. And it's really a well-written show. But it's just like, I think the shortcoming here is Marvel's weakest link in their content is the comedic stuff. Their strongest stuff is the serious action. I mean, mm-hmm. Wakanda Forever, yeah. the trailers have really reinstated my hope in that movie. Um, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just because of all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. And then, needless to say, Werewolf by Night, incredible. And then also that mm-hmm. Secret Invasion trailer. I was already more excited, or I was already yeah. excited. Seeing the trailer Definitely. blew my fucking Ooh, mind. Yeah. Literally walking around Macy's because we were trying to do some pre-wedding stuff that we were attending my girlfriend and I. And I'm watching on my phone. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. But like you would never expect like She-Hulk and Secret Invasion, same universe. But just the mm-hmm. tone, the effects, like everything completely makes it distinguishable between each other. And I think that's where it's like, okay, 
And that's the stuff we're kind of more used to sometimes. We're just sprinkling a little humor. But when it's all humor-centric and all that, I think it's just like, you know, your target audience just doesn't melt with it. And that's okay. It's better to try here than like our entire new movie and lineup is going to be only like Thor Rag, uh, Love and Thunder. That'd be a problem. Yeah. It's funny you kind of mentioned that because like, um, yeah, for me, like you saying, like a lot of these shows, like, like She-Hulk, that's pretty comedic. Miss um, Marvel, I would kind of, cons- I would kind of make that a little bit more of a comedic show as well. And Hawkeye, I would think a little bit more comedic as well. Um, give or take, you know, mm-hmm. with a little bit of mix with that stuff. But yeah, I love how they just mentioned that. And like, yeah, you still look at the all the other shows like WandaVision, Loki, um, I guess a little bit with uh, Falcons and a Winter Soldier. Um, those very dramatic shows just, just put so much detail and so much effort into those. But yeah, looking into the comedic ones, it's like, did they put as much effort into it or did they try to try to think that they were trying to be as right provide that much effort into those shows or is it just like oh we'll just make these just so that way we can get some people to watch it you know it doesn't have to be the target audience but i guess it could just be some random people that know what she hulk looks like or knows what miss marvel looks like or just need something to chill i guess but i guess it doesn't really need to focus on a target audience like us but you know still have that kind of mix with like oh let's get anybody to like see who looks who these shows are and just have them watch it regardless Mm -hmm. right you guys, you guys think Marvel really feeds into the hype that they've developed since WandaVision? I think we probably both, all of us have noticed, like, since WandaVision, like, there's a new form of hype between the MCU fans. But then mm. when you introduce, you know, Daredevil in your first She-Hulk trailer, like, you're That's baiting. High expectations. Yeah, they're, ma- they're building these expectations. Yeah, I mean, remember we got reminded within the first few minutes of the first episode, right? Like, hey, just, you know, this is my show. Or is in the second episode, she's like breaking the fourth wall. Like, remember, it's still my show. But it hasn't felt like it, you know? Because people are talking Mm -hmm. about the moments that aren't her. And, I mean, I don't know. It is also like, it's a lesser known hero. And people Mm -hmm. are just going to be like, oh, yeah, like easily connect with it. So you kind of have to have a little bit of like training wheels on too. Um, So it'll be exciting to see where they go on. But speaking of Daredevil, so... We finally got the damn devil in the details. Like, <laughs> Bless not the, amen. right. Like, Mephisto, still waiting, but at least this devil, we're okay with. It exists. He's Definitely. great. He's a, uh, what a man. He's a handsome devil, I'll tell you that. Uh, even mm-hmm. if he wants to admit it or not. But do you think, <laughs> so let's go back and like forget, let's say that they did not, they decided to truly hold their cards to their chest as tight as humanly possible and did not reveal that Daredevil uh, little clip at Comic-Con. So the first time we'd hear about it, aside from leaks, because whatever, um, mm-hmm. the first time we would hear about it would be that one episode when she meets, uh, what was his name, Mark Jacobson, or Mark Jacobs, the designer, and you mm-hmm. see the little before the credits, and it's his helmet uh, just oh. inside that. Do you think that would have completely made a big difference, or do you think, like... Like, I almost feel like that could have been a teetering point. I mean, it's a risk. You waited five episodes. But imagine how incredible people would have been blowing up. Like, oh my God, Daredevil's going to show up? What the hell? I think of, I look back at the No Way Home, like, experience when he showed up in that movie. You know, mm-hmm. just like you mentioned, like, the lakes, of course, we kind of had an idea. But everyone screamed when Matt Murdock popped up on No Way Home. I felt like 
I felt like it would have probably made a huge difference if they weren't creating, again, creating these expectations like, oh, like, stick around because here comes the devil we all know and love. So it's yeah. just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense why they wouldn't hold it unless they were really debating on whether this show was going to hit or not. Right. I guess thinking through those, it's like, yeah, if they were to just reveal it at the end of episode five or six or whatever, like, I guess it would give more interest, like, let's say to people that haven't watched the newest episode yet, because they feel like, oh, I'm not going to watch She-Hulk anymore. It's getting boring as hell with all these lawyer stories. Now that they got like kind of like a little teaser, like, oh, just so you guys know, Daredevil is going to make an appearance somehow. It might kind of surge into like hoping that people might want to watch the show regardless. and. Just, you know, especially with Daredevil as a character, I know like the TV show itself, um, I'm still actually working on watching it right now. And it's fucking amazing. I love and Daredevil. <laughs> so good. I understand why. And I, I'm just hope, and it's just funny that they have to bring only this one certain character. And yet this will get everyone to like, you know, go crazy over just because it's this certain person. Like, in that way, this will surge like more people to watch She-Hulk, essentially. It's just, it's funny that they have to do that. <laughs> they know how many people love Daredevil, too. That's what makes me mad, is they knew what they were doing. They they wanted to rack in that audience. Now, would She-Hulk have performed as well if they, like you said, like you mentioned, Devin, just not including it in any of the teasers or any of the trailers would have done just as well? Probably not. No, it wouldn't. I feel like people would just drop the show regardless and not watch it at all. Yeah, and that's maybe an effect of what happened with Miss Marvel, right? I mean, there really wasn't any big, except for Nothing we crazy. just yeah, we everyone probably just expected and inferred that at the end they're probably gonna have some sort of cameo from either mm-hmm. like uh, Captain Marvel or from Monica Rambo because it's just mm-hmm. expected. Um, and that show, like, I don't know, it's important for some people who like meet this certain demographic and like the people who just like grew up and can relate to that character. And that's incredible. Like diversity and being able to see yourself reflected on screen and relatability. That is so important, uh, especially when mm-hmm. it's culture and it can teach you something. But like mm-hmm. for me, like it's not the one thing I'm itching to go see right away or like rewatch. Um, and a lot of it is just because of the, the way it was actually written and executed. That's kind of where I'm at with She-Hulk, except I've, my girlfriend, I'm really been trying to get her like, hey, watch this with me. But she's a binge person. She's like, nah, I'll just wait till it's all out. But I'm like, mm. oh no, because she's a huge Daredevil fan too. Because her and I watched oh. the first two seasons right before No Way Home. And I'm so glad we did. Because <laughs> I went with a friend for my second showing. It was his first time. People lost our mind a little bit on the weekend, uh, earlier in the afternoon, seeing that scene when Matt Murdock shows up. And he was just like, why are people clapping? He had no idea. <laughs> Literally no idea. And that's the funny yeah, thing. That, it's like, wait, what? That's Daredevil? And then you go back, you're like, holy shit, how did I like, like... Why did I not get there? Yeah, it's like, now I see the hype. It's insane. Um, you know, and something that's unique about the show too, you mentioned how people maybe just dropped off, stopped watching, whatever. I know people who said like, yeah, I'm done, whatever, but mm-hmm. they come back. But they'll get it. <laughs> yeah, and the one thing that's kind of interesting, like these shows can kind of be on their own, but there are still pieces that connect to the greater narrative. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the things that's like casually just dropped is from Matt Murdock and like the courtroom scene where, yeah, mentions the Kovia records have been repealed. That's huge because that was mm-hmm. such a big fucking deal. 
ever since Age of Ultron and to Civil War and then even beyond, it's still got references. And I'm sure it, like, I want to say it got mentioned in Falcon Winter Soldier and even something mm-hmm. else. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah it broke say, up like, the Avengers. Done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, that's important. That has to be like, that has to be an important detail because, I mean, I mean, I'm curious to think, hear what you guys think, but I mean, opening up more heroes that kind of go uncontrolled. Maybe that is why we're getting Thunderbolts without reason. And then it could potentially lead into maybe Civil War Part 2 down the road. That could be another big mm-hmm. event after Secret Wars or something. Do you guys have any, like, anything that started, like, stirring your brain when you're like, wait a minute, hold on. Did you say that again? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, lawyer-wise. Like, Sokovia Accords, no more. Like, any shit can happen. Like, you said, Thunderbolts can just form no matter what. It's like, and maybe She-Hulk can come into play with Thunderbolts, maybe? I don't Possibly. know. I could be just spitballing there with that. Maybe same thing with Daredevil could make an appearance in Thunderbolts, but maybe. Highly doubt it, but that's like my best theory that this could occur. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think it's a good theory. I feel like with the repeal of the Sokovia Accords, it gave Jen Walters a job for being a lawyer for superheroes. Because yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say something like that because we did see different cases that weren't so much pertained to that. Um, but like this, this one specifically with Leapfrog, like before they would not have remotely allowed any form of vigilanteness from a character as odd as this one. <laughs> Um, so I think it opens just the door for possibility of, of like just more superheroes. But it makes mm-hmm. you wonder, like, if the Sokovia Accords were repealed, how come they were chasing down Miss Marvel so much? You know, like, right? There's there's not a lot and of continuity she- there. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's one of my criticisms too. It's like I'm still trying to piece together when exactly does everything take place in the timeline. Some stuff's obvious. Mm-hmm. Some stuff isn't. Like, I heard even just this week, someone was like, oh, I think uh, Hawkeye actually takes place after No Way Home. And it's because I mean, they're clearly both at Christmas, but it's well, mm-hmm. ish, ish. I ish, it, See, that's yeah. my problem. It's like, for me, I have to know what's going on because I think it helps put things into better context. So when mm-hmm. you lack that, when you have so many things, just you're throwing new show, new show, new movie. It's, it's hard because it's like, where the hell are we? What is going on? You know, and that's my my thing that's like I feel like at least Star Wars does a good job with like they mm. put out all these crazy that's like yeah. books and novels and like guides the guides that tell you oh this is what happened like BBY this all that I really wish Marvel kind of did that a little bit more um, because I think it honestly could help answer a lot of questions and kind of mm. like bring down some hello comic book fat boy criticism <laughs> stuff you know from Simpsons <laughs> like all right guys chill out um, so leapfrog that dude we finally uh <laughs> saw him actually you know rib it and rip it but <laughs> i i've just got a curious do you think he's a one yeah. and done or do you think we're gonna get him back in some fashion down the road I he's one and done my i hope the hell yeah. he is yeah like, i want to know why I, todd keeps coming back you know people thought i was crazy I, louis thought i was crazy because when we first got Todd, was that episode two or was it episode three with the dating? I think it was episode four. Four, I think, yeah. Her like going through all the dates and stuff. Yeah, and so like, I was like, hold up. This guy is fishy. I'm like, first off, he's asking all these things like, oh, vibranium, this, that. And like, he's asking weird questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Also, this guy isn't just a one-and-done actor. He's actually done some stuff. You don't get mm-hmm. someone just like this guy, even if he's not a big, like, leading role person. He, yeah. He's a character actor. There's a reason. They're like, no, you're looking into... Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. How many times we fucking saw him in the show? Probably gonna see him again oh, next good. episode. Three times. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's one of my things I've been wondering is like, how does he have all this money? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Do you guys have any thoughts? I feel like... I think he's going to be a part of the intelligica um, intelligentsia thing. Intelligentsia. I think he's. Gonna, I think he's like probably the headmaster of it. Is like. Do you think he's Hulk King? Do you think he's Hulk King? Hmm. Feel like that'd be too know. obvious. He's well, he's especially because, involved somehow, right? Yeah. And during the rewatch, when she was getting her award, he was in the audience. You know, he wasn't yeah. off to the side. He was there. To, like they specifically spanned his camera to him, noting that he was watching just like her. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just we'll see what happens. <laughs> and if this is like the big bad villain of the year, like I of don't the know, whole just, show, I don't know. Glad to say, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna, gonna be ridiculous. Just as wow, good as Sharon Carter. <laughs> You know, yeah, I pretty much an old girl, old date becomes is actually the main villain of this damn show. Wow. What the hell? That's going to be stupid. Yeah, I uh, I don't I, I don't know. I really hope tomorrow, like, I mean, we're hours away at this point from the time of recording, but I hope just I hope they she Hulk smash series finale and everyone's like, OK, and on a good note. And let's only think about that good note. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, so I don't know how deep you guys are into the comics. I am by no means an expert, but I try and dabble and kind of like learn a little bit more on like the bigger event mm-hmm. side stuff, just to kind of be like, okay, where, where could they be pulling from? You know, um, I've seen some theories, so I'm kind of curious if you guys have heard these, there's two big ones that I'm kind of very intrigued with that I think are possible. So the one that probably is more possible, you mentioned intelligentsia with Todd. Could he actually mm-hmm. be related as, a, I think, a brother of What's-His-Face, who's the leader from Incredible Hulk, and we now have seen announced is going to be a big part of Captain America Nor- oh, no, uh, New World Order. Mm-hmm. I almost said No Way the Order. Leader. Yeah. So oh, could he actually be a brother, or could he be related? Interesting. Hmm. Or maybe work together? Like, right. um, did you just met somehow, or he got hired in because of this person, because of him, maybe? And I also wonder if they're like related, where all this money come from, right? Because like, I don't, I didn't get the impression at least that the leader had a lot of money at the time. I'm just calling him the leader. I forget his name um, at the end time because I like said, I've only seen Incredible Hulk once, guys. Give me a break. But he didn't <laughs> seem like the richest dude out there. Um, no. But. No. Professor. Yeah. His brain gets pretty big, so he's a pretty smart guy. So I imagine he's a pretty smart guy. At least knows how to work the stock market on the back end. You know, got to make ends meet, right? <laughs> so it could just be there. Well, um, now there's leaks that She-Hulk's going to be in the new Captain America movie, too. So then you're wondering, is that going to tie in? I, I, like, I don't doubt it at oh, this point. Oh, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's and that's an- another thing. I kind of wish they didn't reveal that. I mean, it's awesome that New World, uh, like, the leader's coming. Great. But I kind of wish that was like a... Hey, 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 surprise. For, I wish it was for a different character. Captain America seems pretty random. I mean, it's a definitely a different direction than what they u- normally do. Um, I don't know. It's just like, eh, we'll see how it goes. But I know when they started filming She-Hulk or when all the leaks started getting released for this show, 
they mention Hulk's son Scar mm-hmm. possibly oh. making an appearance in this show. I mean, do we think Hulk is coming back tomorrow? Or, like, do we think he's bringing his son? Do we think I think maybe just Bruce Banner only. Do we think they're going to expand more on the Hulk family after tomorrow's episode? I'm choosing my words wisely because I know the answer, unfortunately. But I... Oh, because of the leak. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Marvel Instagram. Uh, Was this in the clip? (laughs) Yeah, this is in the clip. That's what I'm saying. Avoid it. If you want to go in like trailer-free, spoiler-free for tomorrow... Avoid that clip because there's some characters and shots and stuff that I'm kind of like, God damn it. Why'd you show that? Um, Desperate measure. I saw I saw one image that that made sense. I'm like, oh, this is kind of obvious. Mm -hmm. But then I'm curious to know what you what you're else you refer. I don't want to say anything because I really hate changing. Yeah, don't let's don't do it. I kind of want to go like gung ho at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I will say I think we're going to get more of expansion of Hulk in general. Because I keep, I don't know if you guys heard, I haven't followed up too much since initially hearing about it like weeks ago, but the whole like issue with, you know, publishing rights and uh, whatever theatrics with Universal, and that's why they own like Hulk and everything, kind of like a Sony Spider-Man oh, yeah. thing. Apparently Universal mm-hmm. might be losing that for Hulk, which could open up the opportunity oh. of them actually being able, Disney Marvel Studios that is, actually being able to make a Hulk-centric movie or something of that matter. Uh, which would be great. And I think that could be what we're getting little, uh, little Easter eggs of. Little hints at. Yeah. So that other theory I want to mention too, so for Todd, I possibly wonder if he is actually related to Victor Von Doom. And he mentioned Ooh. he studied abroad. I'm yeah. predicting we're going to get a post credit scene of Wakanda Forever. We're going to get Doom. I think we're finally going to get him fully revealed. Oh, in that. He's been around. Really? You think so? Even yeah. with the his dude is actually a very rich and... man. He's got a lot yeah, of money. No, owns his oh, own country. Definitely. Exactly, uh-huh. and that'd be a good reason. Like, oh yeah, where are you from again, Todd? How do you have all this money? So I guess there's some comics where uh, his son is a bit of a jackass, just like Todd, and actually has oh. a similar naming structure. Um, and I think we mm. finally got his name revealed in this last episode, right? Like Todd Phillips was. Does that sound right? I thought I he mentioned so. his last name. So. Um, which I was like, okay. Yeah, because he's still only listed on IMDb as Todd. When they don't list the last name, it's for a reason. So kinda spoo- It's kind of... It's ominous for a reason. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I think he could potentially be related to Doom. And just that spoiled oh. brat son getting into stuff. And also he bought a Wakandan spear. And that's why I'm like, okay. When I heard when I when that part came up, I was like, okay. I think Doom might Money. be showing up. I think Doom might be part of uh, Wakanda Forever, trying to get those resources. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Go. This might be a small transition in the conversation. Go for it. But going back to Daredevil, did we like him in the MCU? I know we got a little bit of a little bit of him in No Way Home, but the biggest worry was like, you know, is our big bruiser dark character from next Netflix gonna transition well to a show especially like She-Hulk but as well as just the MCU in general I'm kind of curious Kyle so uh and Zach so Zach have you seen all three seasons of Daredevil yeah so I'm a big Daredevil fan I binge okay. watched the entire first season in one day back wow. in 2015 <laughs> that's that's how I got addicted to binging was that show mm. 
I'm still working on season one right now. Okay. It's just been on and off right now. So That's I, I have like an idea of how it is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure in case I like spoil anything accidentally. It took me like at least four years to actually get past the first episode of Daredevil. If it makes you feel any better. It took me like, oh. <laughs> it literally took like Louis, like, dude, just watch the fucking show. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Hands down. We just finished season three, like a few weeks ago, like a month and a half ago. Oh, wow. We stayed up pretty late on a Sunday night at work in the morning because it was worth it. Um, nice. Yeah. So you're in for a ride. To answer your questions, though, Zach, I was hesitant. I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh, are they going to make it very campy because of the show's tone? I actually yeah. felt like I was watching the exact same Daredevil. I felt pretty good. It's just different context. Mm. He's okay mm. to be a little funny or a little less dark because that's what the show calls for. So I think knocked it out of the park. Do you think he has, I'm not sure from you guys have watched it. Like has, was he really dark in the Netflix shows compared to like how he was now? And like very Batman, like, very Batman type yeah. vibe, very vigilante, okay. always fought with his fists. I mean, yeah. most of the, most of the show, he has a makeshift costume. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Okay. Cause like, I know from like watching it from throughout She-Hulk, like that was like more of how I've gotten introduced to him. Like, from the show it's like very comedic very like happy very like you know relaxed or you know whatever give or take so i was just wondering like what do you guys thought is it like kind of similar is it kind of different than what we kind of expected so it's different it's just interesting with it yeah it's different where we left off on season three but yeah of netflix but i mean that's an entire different era you know i think that kind of that closed that's a whole different universe at this point i mean it's canon of I think it's canon at least. I have people fighting me that his TV show isn't canon. I think that's really, really kind of a dumb thing to think about, especially when they use the exact same suit. Um, I feel like at that point. Um, but I thought he was amazing in this show. Just like you mentioned, just different context. Um, Matt Murdock definitely feels like he's in a different place in the world. He seems happy. I mean, that's what we always mm-hmm. wanted. Uh, based on the show, he was so angry and out for vengeance and he's in a good place you know i think one of the biggest things i noticed in his character was the comedy mm-hmm. marvel does yeah. is so consistent with this sarcasm clever comedy that's like a slight duration from tony stark i mean you see it in every main character at this point um but his former comedian comedy just felt you know, he's not a comedian. His jokes were lame, but they were funny. You know, he was having a good time with it. Like, unwhooped ass. I can't believe he's fans were getting... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, he's very, he's smart ass very ass much funny. a smartass. Yeah. I can't believe people were getting mad about that. Like, I just think it's like, yeah, it's not a great joke. But, like, he's laughing. I'm laughing. It's It fits the context. Like, mm-hmm. it just separates himself from Jen as well, who also kind of has that type of typical MCU comedy. Right. And, you know, I think what sets it apart, too, is the fact like when he says these things, he's not trying to be um, what's the way to describe it. But he's not actually trying to, like, be offensive or downplay or like uh, derogatory towards her. He's saying Mm -hmm. it from like a place of like, hey, hey, like, I know you're, you know, you're still kind of green, like literally green, but you're fresh. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's Mm -hmm. also trying to encourage. Right. I mean, literally. I think. (laughs) <laughs> talk about how the show knows what the fans do from the point where they're like almost for verbatim the kind of tweets and shit you see on reddit is what they show in their episodes for like the criticism on she hulk the way she's describing mm-hmm. in her like 
who's this asshole to, I think it's not, yeah. this guy, <laughs> is it just me or is this guy like really yeah. doing it for me or something? Like, you know, like we're like, we're like, Jen, Daredevil, just fuck, just <laughs> do, do it. it. Just do, just it, do, do it. it. Just put it in. <laughs> like, get in. Go to the bed now. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, so I think it was kind of interesting too, because I was like, "Are they really going to go that far? Are they actually going to fucking bang? Are they? Are they going to do it? And they did it, and I'm actually really glad they did. Not I'm because too, those two characters like deserve I'm each other, it, yeah. but I'm glad that they actually stuck to their guns because this kind of made up for every fucking episode leading up to this. It's how shitty Jen is. Everyone just like. Think she is the Cinderella. She's stupid. Blah 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 blah. And it can be not. It's not really that viable because um, Tatiana Maslany. I I don't know a single person who said she's unattractive and not a, like charming and incredibly like charismatic actress or person. So like the fact like in the show they're like, oh, it's just Jen. Blah blah. blah. She sucks. Oh yeah. Then it takes a blind man literally to tell her, <laughs> show her how like incredible she is. Like, it kind of makes sense. And it kind of worked. And I'm like, okay, if you guys are going to really do all this so Daredevil can be the one who really shows that you can, like, hey, guys, you can be a good person out there and not have to be an asshole and, like, sexist and everything. And good things happen. It's okay. That's mm-hmm. that's good behavior. So I was like, all right, we're doing it. They better do it. And I'm glad they did. That was a big win for Jen because the whole show kind of pertained to her having bad relationships. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally she got a win and it just, that win is who everyone loves, you know, everyone loves Daredevil. Mm -hmm. So it just felt so, it felt perfect to be honest. Like it just once, yeah, like you said, once it was happening, like, Oh my gosh, it was fun. And that walk of shame. The man. ship had to sail. That walk, yeah, of and that walk of shame. Oh my god, I love that. He's smiling. People are ripping on that. He's smiling. That's hilarious. Why? He's yeah, smiling too, which is great. He's like, just whistling. He's like, yeah, he's, hello. He's just having a fun time. And Charlie <laughs> Cox is really, is really lo- like embracing this character more than ever. And I think he it's, is it's showing. He is just downright the perfect person. And that's what that's one thing I'm really glad that they didn't do is recast the character just to do it. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen it with other things, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all that. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a clearly an audience demand, there's a strong following, and there's a damn good reason why that's apparent. And you see it on screen just from one little episode of why this guy, Charlie Cox, is Matt Murdock, who is Daredevil. And it shows. And I'm like, thank you for actually doing that and keeping it. Do it for the rest of the the Netflix shows, except Iron Fist. Um, but everyone else <laughs> totally deserve it. Bring me Luke Cage. Bring me Jessica Jones. Bring me Tom Cruise. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> but uh, you know, speaking of fourth wall breaks, because that's something that happens next. We uh, get this really uneasy. I don't know about you guys, but I was like very unnerving and unsettled by that fourth wall break before the episode ends when Jen mm-hmm. walks oh, yeah, out of bed. She's like, "Wait, you guys are still here?" and starts narrating i was like okay because now you've got <laughs> my attention and now my senses are heightened kind of like daredevil mm-hmm. uh, because i'm just waiting for something bad to happen and it's a long sequence yeah. before shit gets real mm-hmm. yeah i was kind of unpleasant when she like walked out of like you know after doing it with daredevil like saying what are you guys doing here and then she like kind of explained like oh this is actually the penultimate episode so there's probably some shit gonna go down <laughs> so i thought it was really funny that she literally mentioned that so she so like it's actually shit that she knows. Like yeah, we know MCU does this does this shit for like all their Disney Plus shows. So I I kind of give them props for like kind of acknowledging that. So I'm okay with it. But yeah, that was like 
it just made sense. Like this shit's going to go down regardless. And this is going to happen soon. So we kind of had to prepare for it. And in my opinion, I kind of did. It did kind of like shock me at the end with like, what's going to happen. Cause like we finally see Jen Walters, like actually like legit Hulk out. Yeah, like everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, get consumed in that rage. Yeah, exactly. With the red also that was there, like you can see like not only like actual scene, the, rage in her but like the surrounding like rage i thought that was like really cool to see and she even says straight up like oh a red hulk in that little scene it's like don't you mother oh yeah like don't you fucking do it um like (laughs) but see like that's it like that is meta to like the nth degree and just being like hey we know what you guys are looking for we know you're trying to find Mm -hmm. are they gonna (laughs) fridge me are they gonna get a red hulk here it's like now i don't know what to expect because now like i can't even say you're like setting expectations because you're also not, but you are. So it's like, I have, that's why this episode nine, I cannot wait to like be like a kid going to bed early, hoping Santa comes mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. You wake up, <laughs> see what's under the tree. Hopefully there's uh, not coal, which could be impossible <laughs> in some episode finales, mm-hmm. but hopefully it's just full on presence and everything you asked for. Um, I mean, speaking of, I mean, we saw Nikki do the shink and the, another Wolverine reference in the oh, show. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you're right. With the makeup. Yep. Yeah. She does oh, that. She did do that, didn't she? Yeah. And another one. What was the first? Oh, wait. They did mention the first one with like, um, what is it? Like man beats up people in the bars. And the, yeah. Man with claws like, like gets in bar fight. That's one. The second one is oh, in the end illustration like, with the shoes where you see all the different Marvel mm-hmm. character shoes. There's a Wolverine uh-huh. style design shoe. So that's technically two. And then this is now oh. three. But my question is, so you guys are familiar with what happened an episode or two ago, whatever, where Nikki breaks the fourth wall when she looks directly at us, but doesn't say anything. Really? I didn't notice. Yeah. She's writing down on paper. It's when they're doing the intelligentsia, her and the other lawyer, they're like looking at stuff. She is looking down and it's very creepy. It's almost like a Wanda kind of stare. She just looks up, but dead on. She's a hundred percent looking at the audience and then just looks back down. That's not a mistake. That is intentional. hundred percent. And she's wearing kind of like a witchy, like, I think I don't think she has a pentagram, but she has something that almost looks like kind of like yeah, that kind of like sacred. Yeah, exactly. That she wears a lot, and so oh, the fact that she does this Wolverine little thing, very meta, once again, and it's during this fourth wall break narrative. I'm wondering is she a, and this also goes to the extent to the writers as she and they, is she doing this because the audience knows about it and she's trying to like. Hey, hey, be cheeky to literally us, the watchers, or is she doing it just because it's she saw that guy in the news story or whatever? Maybe people are talking about Wolverine and thought it'd be funny. Because, mm-hmm. like, I 100% know. And does, does she know that Jen's actually breaking the fourth wall? Because she did it, thumbs up. And that's why I feel like she mm-hmm. might be coming back down the road in, uh, like Agatha House of Harkness or Covenant of Chaos, whatever it's called now. Um, yeah, Covenant of Chaos. Because I was like, wait a minute. Something's fishy. Something's fucky. I don't get it. <laughs> or what if she's the villain? What if she's the main villain? I thought about oh. that, but I feel like she's too good to Jen. You think? Because she was like, like we have to tell her right away about the intelligentsia thing, and the other lawyer's like, no, don't do it. Like, don't stress her out. Let her have a good night. And then, ah, oh, I see. Yeah, she's like, that. oh my god, this happened. This happened. She's like calling her right. So mm-hmm. she's almost like maybe that weird kind of devil or like weird omen that's looking after you but also probably is doing a little bit of weird stuff 
Shima kind of like pulling an Agatha essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw Agatha break the fourth wall sometimes too. Mm, so these witches, true. maybe that's what they're doing. Hmm. Do we do we think Red Hawks come in in the fourth in the final episode? I don't think so. Yeah, neither do I. Well, like wasn't wasn't there like a part where they almost where they were trying to take like She Hulk's blood, even though it didn't work out? But like, no, it did. They, they have their blood. That's what I thought, right? Allegedly. So, yeah. Allegedly, yeah. So, what's gonna happen? Dude, that. Yeah. It's still a lot of open like holes that we don't know. That's so a lot to wrap kind of up get... in a finale, too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly why I'm worried. Because it's like, do we get Red Hulk? Because you you know is a dominant force in Thunderbolts. Do we not? Do we get like Titania coming back? Do we get Hulk to come back? Do we have Abomination coming back? Do we have like anyone? Like what is what how do you wrap this up other than just the fact like intelligentsia, she hooks pissed. Is she going to need a lawyer now again? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so it can go so many different ways and it's so like for me, my head's just spinning and I feel like I'm like, I'm better off if I don't think too hard about it because I'm going to be That's in a true. Mephisto situation where I'm like, okay, I built a perfect <laughs> ending in my head and none of it came true or like was remotely close. And now I'm like disappointed after like 29 minutes. And it's, I, that's my one thing too. Do you guys think this is going to be post 30 minutes or do you think it's going to be like same episode length to wrap this up? I think up? the last one was what, like 36, 38 minutes? With 12 I minutes. Can of see yeah. 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 <laughs> I can see a nice 35 minute episode. Maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. How long There's was uh, Miss so- Marvel's final episode? Oh, I don't know. Because they kind of have the same ish type of life. I thought Miss Marvel was like 40 minute episodes. I don't think they were. It was longer. I think. I think you're right, actually, because this definitely is fast. It sounds like it was longer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, I don't know, man. I'm. Uh, I'm very. I'm nervous, but at the same time, like, I just. <laughs> I. I guess what I'm curious to you brought up a real Hulk. Do you think, if you had to guess, do, you, who would you say you think could be the Red Hulk? Okay. Did you hear Michael's theory from Star Wars regarding this? Is it about the um, uh, Constantina? Yeah. Uh, or Con- yeah. Yeah. Constantine? I, well, I, he, I mess he, up her name every time. Louis is the only person I know who can say her name for verbatim. Valentina. On, dis- like, on, on the spot. Mm-hmm. I can't say her name. I call her, I, I call her Allegra D. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a little nerd dose. Humor for you. Ah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We love the drugs. <laughs> Um, but no, this would be Val. He he has this theory like why show Val on in the lineup of Thunderbolts, you know? You got like she's supposed to be the background character, you know, she's supposed to be behind the scenes. Like why would she be even why would she be right next to Ghost unless she secretly has powers? And with the actor who passed away who played Thunderbolt Ross, like I think it's an obvious choice. They're not really going to end up going with him for Red Hulk. So Michael came up with this theory, like she's going to be Red Hulk. like she's going to. That's how she's going to play a part in Thunderbolt. Since Red Hulk has such a big role in mm-hmm. that team. At least in the comics. Hmm. Was Red Hulk female in the comics? No, that's there, yeah. there was a, uh, a female Red Hulk. Um, oh, really? I guess there also was a short, very short li- lived or whatever. There was a red She-Hulk where I think it was actually Jen Walters as a red for a little bit. And then there was a different mm-hmm. type of red Hulk too. I, 
I heard about it recently. I can't give you more than the surface level knowledge. Um, but I that, that's an interesting theory because I guess I'm going to tie it back into two examples, right? So like Chadwick Boseman was a huge surprise to even Marvel that he was terminally ill. Huge, mm-hmm. huge, literally shaking up the entire story, everything. Um, however, if you saw Black Widow, um, I feel terrible for forgetting Thunderbolt Ross's name. I forget all the time the actor. Um, but he didn't look too hot in that. He looked like his age was showing and he wasn't looking too, very well. Um, they CGI'd his face, I'm pretty sure, to make him look younger. Right, because, it, it, I mean, once again, that movie had to come out post her death and, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's not Feige's fault. That's the other jackass who's run studio. William um, Hurt. William Hurt, thank you. So I think they were at least a little bit aware of what is possible and try to prepare ahead of time. Hence why we're getting, uh, oh my God, Val for short in the MCU. And we got her so early that we did. I know she also is potentially Madam Hydra and everything. And she has like what the purple streak in her hair. So mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be kind of weird, right? Cause I mean, that's a character defining like trait. That is something like Fury's eye patch to um, Kamala's scarf. There's that usually like one specific colorized item. That's a u- unique identifier. So I feel like it'd be weird to have that kind of like black and purple dress and aesthetic and then suddenly make her red Hulk. It'd be, it'd be mm-hmm. weird. However, I do think she is going to be the one who takes over uh, what would have been Thunderbolt Ross's role and actually like coordinating and running the Thunderbolts, 100%. I don't think oh. she's going to be it. And I don't... Have you seen how literally everything to do with the cousin Chad or Chad or whatever has to do with he's always wearing red and that fucking wedding episode he's a dj that uh you know megan sam from two girls one multiverse 100 percent convinced me especially after this show confirmed it that wedding was definitely staged because you never see the groom and then she's also the bride you see her making out with chad in the illustrative credits at her at her wedding yeah yeah see that's one thing that's good about she hulk there's little fucking details that you do not what? if you're not paying attention because you're like already checked out with the show they're punishing you because you're like wait is, what how did i miss that yeah yeah uh-huh it, so is this gonna be an agatha all along thing where everything just ends up tying in maybe but my <laughs> that makes sense. my prediction oh my though chad like literally making himself the enchettable hulk He's got a red shirt. He's got a red air horn. Everything you always see him on screen, always red. So, do we make him Red Hulk? I don't think so. I think they're yeah. fucking with us because it's too obvious. I think he's a, a literal, literal red herring, and it would go to someone else <laughs> that either we haven't seen yet or just wouldn't expect. Hence, why they're trying to be cagey and like the whole like. It, it just fits with the theme of the show. But my, it does. That makes sense. but like how I was feeling two episodes ago, my long rant was her blood is going to be fought over between her and someone else. Right. And then all of a sudden, like a cartoon moment, they're both holding her and maybe abomination or Titania, whoever fucking cares. They fall to the ground in a prone position. The vial goes spinning in the air. You do close up, slow motion shots. Everyone's face. Who's going to catch like, it? <gasps> yeah, right. And then you see whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then literally. <laughs> the typical. Out of no fucking context. No reason being there. Whatever's going on in the scene. Fucking King the Conqueror could be there and make more sense than this guy. But Chad <laughs> just shows up like, yo, what up? Has a pizza and maybe a fucking, I don't know, four loco or something in his hand. And as soon as he walks in, he somehow 
collides with the vial and then it breaks, shatters, and it goes into a little paper cut he may have got from, I don't know, fucking scratching his nuts. Opening his four logo. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like on the pizza box, getting it from the, like, I don't know, Little Caesars. And that's how it becomes Red Hole. Because that's how I was feeling with the way they're writing the show, that it's something so ridiculously stupid, they would go for it. And that's how I'm like, if they, they commit to making Red Hole, it's going to be in the dumbest fucking way possible. And that's what I was saying, just like something silly like that. Um, hmm. But my confidence... Every episode has been like, okay, I don't think he's going to be Chad because he doesn't seem like a kind of permanent actor, I guess, to say mm-hmm. at least. And it makes you wonder, like, if they are going with Red Hulk, who would they go with? Like, I don't yeah. feel like there's been a big enough main character, not 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 just in this show, just in general, to take on such a big, iconic role as, you know, as Hulk, you know. They've been hyping up Red Hulk for probably since... Incredible Hulk came out in 2008. So mm-hmm. like they need, they have a big shoe to fill and I don't, yeah, like you said, it's just, it seems too important to make such like a character like Chad just as Red Hulk. It just, it doesn't make sense. And it's also like, where would you even put him? Cause where exactly. else in the timeline and yeah, the other movies and shows where it would make sense. Right. Except for this and Thunderbolts. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so many theories now that we just talked. I know. About. Now I just <laughs> want to stay up till three a.m. today. That's what happened to me last <laughs> night. I uh, fell asleep because just passed on the couch, and it was two thirty in the morning Central Time. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just watch Andor, which was an hour, which was incredible. Um, and then yes. I was like, you know what? I'll just finish Spectre because I've been trying to watch all the James Bonds. And then I'm like, you know what? I just finished mm-hmm. it. How about I just start No Time to Die? And I was like, oh my god, it is six thirty in the morning. I need to get up. I am mm-hmm. up. Oh God. Um, and I'm kind of like, you know, why don't I just do it again tomorrow or tonight? <laughs> Might as well. Right. So the last thing before we kind of head out here, I just want to touch base a little bit. I mean, we talked a little bit about the whole ending of her getting this crazy rage and everything. Cause that really messed up female lawyer, of the year award, which makes sense. That was sexist. Very, yes. Very sexist point. and <laughs> terrible. And that's the point. It is supposed to show yeah, you how no. fucking stupid it is. As insane yeah. as it sounds cartoony. It's legit. Um, however, we get this whole almost like revenge porn equivalent of showing what's going on. It's really, if you look at it, there's really not bad stuff there. It's her dating profile, her bank account. It's fucked up. Like, okay, the girl's Captain got like, America's ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, really? Like, I'm sorry. She's a fan and she, she's like, okay mm-hmm. with her sexuality and she yeah. got $3,500 in her, her bank and then saving. She almost had like AK. <laughs> Also, I feel like she should be making way more. She's the head of the superhero division at this big law firm in California. But whatever. I don't live there. Um, I love how also someone said, and she's a slut. Yeah, and I was like, and she's a slut. It's like, like that's okay. just how you know. That's just how you know who who's saying this. Yeah, and this like anonymous like like narration with these weird ass, really bad like flesh tone, uh, band aid flesh tone, like Squid Game mask. Um, <laughs> yep. But you know, the whole thing is the fact that. We get these people in the back watching her and filming her. Yeah. Look, they're mm-hmm. involved with it. And then she grabs one and they let him, she lets him go because, oh, don't do it. You, you know, the Hulk is don't actually coming him. out. Like the part you can't control that Bruce warned us about in episode one is here. I'm curious. Do you guys think the person she was holding was Todd before she let him down? I have a feeling. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. he's shown up. He looks like he's actually dressed exactly like that. Got that stupid ass scarf. He always wears around his neck. Mm hmm. The long hair also. Yeah. The reason why I don't think so is just because they showed a like like two minutes before they showed a shot of him like being at a dinner table watching the presentation. 
and it could be a trick. I mean, the hair, he has curly hair and this person had longer straight hair. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. he could just literally okay. be wearing yeah. a wig. True. Mm-hmm. That could be true. He dropped a million yeah. on, you know, a Wakandan spear. Who's to say he didn't drop another like $300 on a, a really <laughs> shitty wig just for this <laughs> stupid event. Um, oh, that Wakanda Forever joke had me cracking up. That's oh, so my. sexy. I know. It's, it's so racist. I know. Not that's the point, racist. though. That's the yeah. point, though. <laughs> it was well done. It's, it's like, okay. Like, she's like, no, like, we're of done all here. people. Yeah. She's like, yeah. that's incredibly no thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and the people who show up immediately after suspiciously, like, those aren't police officers with those, like, weird guns and stuff. Pretty sure. No, they were like. Yeah. That's they, damage they from, control. They were from damage control. Exactly. Yeah. DODC. And once again, they're showing up on another show. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting Who called as them? well. Yeah, owner probably give him a heads up at a time. Mm. But also, I, why are they hunting if they're not like as serious about the Sokovia Accords? What's their deal? Exactly. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I did, you know. Excuse me. I did not know where they were going to end up with this show for a finale, and I did not expect this form of tension especially being the penultimate and going into the finale. I was really, especially with how the whole show just kind of like was going about. It was so lighthearted. I never expected any form of tension or anything like this. And I thought the whole like having the Hulk rage take her over was something. I I mean, I didn't expect it. Yeah, they get real at some points when I think it's appropriate and they do a good job. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. I'm like, no, just give the girl a break, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Let her live for shit. Yeah. Like, God, come on. She just slept with She's a blind man. Her give her some good karma. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I think it's so funny how she has so much drama. And then you look at some other superhero and it's just like, it's like 10 to 1. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, like, perfect point. I mean, like, whenever you have your identity, that's a big part of your anonymity and everything. Like. Peter Parker's entire existence is fringed upon his loved ones being saved by hiding his identity. And that's mm-hmm. how people die in the comics and everything. It's like one more day and yada yada. But like some people are just like, yeah, I'm a lawyer. I'm on a dating profile. It's like how different it really is to be like mm-hmm. this type of hero versus that hero. And it all depends on like who your enemies are, who you are. And I just, it's so interesting because it's just like, it, put, it kind of puts things in perspective at least. Sounds yeah. Good. So the final thing we go here, we talked a little bit about it, but just if you had to give one last prediction, episode nine finale is coming. We're going to be in a whole different world after this point. And we'll have to wait until we're kind of forever to be something new in the MCU. If you guys had to predict what is your gut feeling telling you we're going to see in the final episode. I'll go first. I, I think yeah, we're going to see. I'm still thinking. I think we're going to see Scar, Hulk, Hulk's child. Wow. I have a, I think the last, one of the last bits of the episode is going to be him just popping up out of nowhere. I think Bruce is coming back. He's going to be in the episode. And then the very last shot, he's like, oh, I, by the way, I forgot to mention this is my son. And then see a miniature Hulkling kind of wave and then end credit. Cut to black. Interesting. I'm guessing along the same lines also. Maybe I'm thinking maybe Wong might make an appearance as well. Who knows? Wongers. Um, Wongers oh, in Madison for no reason. But 
but other than that like yeah i think that could be a possibility seeing hulk sun come up out maybe todd could be the one who's actually the main villain of this whole story my other theory is maybe um her friend is actually the main villain um i don't know maybe even tatiana i don't know there's so many weird things that could happen or maybe they all work together and just hate jen walters altogether. who knows (laughs) it was literally everyone the entire time even we were part of it too, <laughs> right? The real twist. Yeah, that's we're the villains. That's all good, man. That's all dandy. I mean, if I had to kind of put money down, I hope, I hope Josh gets his living fucking teeth kicked out. I just hope he gets some. Re- I hope she gets a little bit of revenge on that asshole. Uh, literally, metaphorically, physically, everything you want to, you know, endo or not. I hope he gets wrecked. I hope he gets mashed. In the worst way possible, that isn't enjoyable. Because um, I think that'd be kind of good. Don't let this guy off for a while. And it's not one of those people who we have to wait, you know, like a good payoff. Finally gets his ass kicked like a year from now. Feel like, mm-hmm. wait, who is he again? Oh, that that prick. Um, that bitch. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that Josh. What a Josh. Um, aside from that, though, I think we do get Red Hulk not actually shown, not actually seen. I think it's the post credit scene. It's going to be we finally have what we need and you're going to see someone like, I don't know, like sitting in a, like in a, like almost like a back to tank, you know, bring it to star Wars, just floating there. <laughs> it's a silhouette. We don't know who it is, but they have it. Are we going to see them like inject it? And all of a sudden we're going to see like rage out and then red. something turn red, 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 maybe the water, mm-hmm. the fluid turns red and then cut. Yeah. Or like I have a scene and it's their eyes closed and then I opens Ooh, up. That'd be cool. Cut to black. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. Be they are oh, going yeah. to bait us for this finale for sure. Yeah. I guess. Definitely. Do you guys think we're going to get one credit scene or two credit scenes? It has to be two. I think I one. Like only because we haven't gotten one in like five episodes. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. Getting True. one in every episode. Not. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or if they don't. I could see that uh, happening as well. Oh, that's man. Not, that's another possibility. It's, it's the stuff that you don't want to say out loud that is usually more likely. And you're like, I wish I never thought about it. I wish that never came into my head. And oh, then we man. get the She-Hulk will return. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Like every episode, every show, any, everything is going to say that. They should have done that. Honestly, like after just a random episode, like episode three, like She-Hulk will return. <laughs> that would have been perfect. That would have been that funny been as hell. Perfect. That would have been so funny. That would be, and then <laughs> give it, so how meta. give it a week and we're going to hear, oh, She-Hulk's going to be in this movie. There's leaks. Everything's going to happen. Right. Just like, just like it always does. <laughs> that is interesting. I don't know how far you, you guys go into like the leaks and stuff. And lately, Marvel leaks have been very inconsistent after D23. Um, but I haven't heard yeah, any leaks about like, oh, you know, she Hulk and Jen Tatiana Maslany, whatever, is going to be in like X this project. She was spotted here. Like, I haven't heard anything like that. Mm. Neither have I. No. I mean, we don't even have a Moon Knight season two. So, like, I don't know. They don't know what they're. It's uh, so spread out. It's it's happening. They yeah. posted yeah, the video. I think the it's, it's, it's like it's, on that boat. It's still being. Yeah. yeah. And then I think Oscar, it's for sure happening too. I just there's so much going on. Yeah. yeah and it's just to keep lot. up as a fan. It's hard enough to keep up as a fan. Just imagine yeah. what Feige mm-hmm. himself is doing. And honestly, that's like some parts that like that's why like Blade is struggling so bad right now because Kevin Feige mm-hmm. is a stretch so damn thin and I don't blame him. But also like you need to take more time to get the stuff right. Do it. You have plenty of content you're pushing out, but like at what cost, right? Mm-hmm. 
The day MC, the day Kevin Feige leaves is the day the MCU would die. He was close. He was <laughs> close know, at yeah, one point. This does suck. He's been with them for a long time. Like he's been with them like early two thousands. Like you, I think he was on production of the one of the first X Men movies as well. Yeah, it was a PA on those movies and Spider Man oh. and everything. Yeah, they did didn't hit. listen to him and they kind of pushed him towards Marvel Studios, right? <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he finally worked his way up the ladder well enough. But when they had the the previous asshole before he actually was the f- true president of Marvel Studios and everything that he is now, the person who was running it was so bad and so so sexist. That's why we didn't get the the Black Widow mm-hmm. movie after Age of Ultron, like they were setting up to do. Um, he was actually considering to go to DC or in talks or something. That's how serious he was. And oh. yeah, that's that's what was reported. But clearly, Marvel and Disney were like, "We are not losing you." Fuck this guy. You're staying. And, you know, billions of dollars and laughing your way all the way to the Mickey Mouse uh, vault of pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I think you made the right call there. Do you think Kevin Feige is like one of your most like famous persons to meet? Like, is he on top of one of the top lists? He has become such a household name at this point. Like, he well, is just as famous as Robert. Oh, okay, Robert. That might be a little extension, but... He is so famous for what he's done, what he's doing. And I would love to meet him. Or just like, that would be a peak celebrity interaction. Definitely. I mean, to really compare it, I mean, he's, he's the George Lucas for our generation. Yeah. I mean, think yeah, about how people not, would lose comparison. their fucking yeah. mind if they saw George Lucas. I almost saw George Lucas accidentally because he was in Chicago just literally waiting for like a ride outside of this Van Gogh exhibit downtown. And I just happened, I was actually like relatively close and passed. And then I see like the next day a news article, literally just this random ass dude with like, you know, his tube socks and jorts and like a flannel that he always wears (laughs) and his fucking New Balance Nikes or whatever that are like total dad shoes. Just standing there, (laughs) guy worth billions of dollars, great at Star Wars, literally just waiting there for like his look like Uber (laughs) by himself. Like a little kid just like, oh, I wonder what they're going to serve at dinner tonight. Like, (laughs) insane (laughs) insane but like that guy has to have protection everywhere he goes because fans are like it's like seeing it's like literally seeing jesus or seeing god in the flesh and that's how i feel if i saw flaggy so (laughs) yeah i would steal his hat oh my god dude sell it hat man feige dude that man knows how to wear a ball cap yeah he's got a ball cap for everything they promote and i love it i know it's (laughs) fantastic Fantastic. Well, you know, this whole discussion has been amazing. We, I know we went a little bit over uh, the preferred time and all that, but it was all great discussion. And I really appreciate you guys having on uh, time on the podcast today. So before we head out, just want to give you guys another shot here. Talk about your podcast. Where can people reach you? Kind of give the lowdown uh, everything you guys are up to. Sure. Take it away, Zach. All right. Well, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are now on Sprout, so connect all over the place now. Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Um, go follow us on Instagram. We're slowly building that up. That's where all of our, our episode updates are and whatnot. When a new episode drops. Um, but yeah, give us a follow, a like. Take, uh, give us a listen. Truly appreciate it. Heck yeah. Be sure you check the show notes for this episode and you can find all that stuff. You just rattle off. So I saved you the uh, convenience. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Alrighty. You are. Thanks, man. <laughs> Blast. So uh, we'll have to have you guys on anytime you want. Talk about more She-Hulk or Black, 
Panther or are we getting a new type oh, yes. of hat for 2023 from Feige? What's going to, you know, <laughs> like that's a big speculation. What's his next hat going to be? What's, what's going to be? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> forever. And then after that, is it going to be what if? Is it going to be Ant-Man? Oh. Is it going to be Kang? Like, ooh. it's got to be Ant-Man. You think? Guardian. Yeah, it makes sense. It would. Ant-Man is going to be next level. I, did you guys see the leaked trailer that came out? I've seen bits, yeah. I saw tiny ones, yeah. I watched it. I I think we we're about to record literally an episode, and I was like, oh my god, guys. And I just watched it, and I regret not hitting the fucking record button like uh, our friend Just get your initial me. reaction. Because I was just like right here, and I'm watching it on my other monitor. I'm like, oh my god. And I'm just like <laughs> drooling at the mouth because it's... This is not the movie I would expect to be the trilogy component of mm. the Ant-Man movies. No. It looks good and serious but not it's like scary. oh my god be gritty. it's gonna be so mm-hmm. fucking good and i'm like okay let's go back so in I'm it excited. back in it give it to me give it to me now oh, man, it's gonna be good so. all right so let's actually get out of here thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode make sure you subscribe to earth 894 if you haven't already and help us out help us make some new friends in the multiverse by giving us a good review we like the five star ones the best because they help show us for free. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also make sure you go check out the merch store. We got to launch some really cool new Halloween-style designs. So uh, go check out our Sinister Lab or our Hollow Earth. Good time. May cause incursions, so be warned. <laughs> <laughs> we love incursions. Hell yeah. All right. Have a good one, everyone. It's been Earth Day 94. Jen? Daredevil? Just fine. Language.